Huge podcast this week. Huge girthy pod. Thank you wow. so much for tuning it on and, and, and tune it up and turn, tune it out. Turning it on. Uh, appreciate that so much because, yeah, there's this big protest that have been happening across the country against, oh, it's vaccines, but it's also the vaccine mandates that have come down and the passports and whatnot. And some people are just like, COVID is fake. Yeah, unfortunately, and I do mean this with sadness, that they say COVID is fake all the way up until they die of it, which is happening mm-hmm. in some large numbers right now, particularly our neighbor province in Alberta, we just found mm. out. It's it's sad. And we're all really ready to be done with this. Mm-hmm. Really, really ready. Yeah. But the hesitancy, unfortunately, in some people is not making that real possible. That's right. And uh, here in Victoria, yeah, there's been protests at some hospitals, um, but that has slowed down. And now they've kind of moved it to the legislature, which I'm glad to see yeah. that it's at the legislature instead of the hospitals. But the numbers are wild. How big these protests are. And a recent photo came out um, of a, a woman who was holding a counter protest sign. Mm-hmm. She was the only one of this like sea of like a thousand people in Victoria. And Paul managed to track her down. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> in the nicest easily, way possible. Yeah. Through um, social media. She yeah. was tagged on a friend's Instagram story who took a picture of her. And what, so it was real easy to kind of get a hold of her. And I said to her, Do you want to come talk to us about this? Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm very shy, <laughs> but sure. Which is interesting for someone who is very shy to do such a bold move like like that. Isn't it? Like that must mean a lot to her. So um, yeah, I'm excited to have a chat with her. Yeah. We're going to be sharing that at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So please continue listening for that chat and for a whole bunch of other chats too. We have uh, Cam on this podcast. Do we? Do we? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk to Cam, our imaging voice as well. He does all the voicing for The Zone. He got COVID and we'll talk to him about his experience in Nashville getting COVID. Mm-hmm. All right, well, enjoy the podcast. Thanks That's for the pod listening. That's this week. Yeah, love, love you for that. You. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. I'm in love with you. I'm, I'm so in love with you. Yeah, we were talking with, about Grimes, and it was recently in the news. I like tabloids sometimes. It was recently <laughs> in the sure. news. Go for it. That um, her son, XEAI12-7, or, you know, that, that son with yeah. Elon Musk, doesn't call her mother just calls her Claire and that she doesn't identify as mother and that instead uh, the baby calls her by her first name uh-huh. and that uh, the baby's just one years old and is is already doing that naturally. No. <laughs> it's not. Babies don't do that. Babies yeah. just mimic whatever you teach them. But it got me thinking, like, you do have control over what your baby calls you, right? So if yeah. you could be called anything other than, like, mama or dada or parent or whatever. My uh, nephew what adorably calls his parents by their first name when oh. he's talking about them. So he'll be explaining to me, he's like, Tim and I went to the park. I was like, are, sorry, are you talking about someone at your office? <laughs> Who are you talking about? He's like, your, your father, do you mean? Dad? And he's like, well, he's not your dad, so you wouldn't know him by the name dad. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, he's a very sophisticated five- and six-year-old. Oh, my so He's been gosh. doing that yeah, since that he was five. That kid is already a CEO of a major corporation. But it's true. Yeah, you can get your par- you can get your kid to call you anything you want or yeah. grandparent. What would you go for? Like captain or something? Captain would be great. Oh, that'd be cool. Right? I captain, I'll clean up the dishwasher. I think it'd be cute to be called like Milady. Like have like a two-year-old say like Milady! <laughs> Milady! Milady, I'm hungry! Lord of the Manor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, I like that a lot. 
What else you got? Well, okay. Champion or chief <laughs> or like anything for coach. You're like, yeah. imagine if your kids just called you coach. Love that. Sure thing, coach. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'd be telling them to take a lap, though, just for fun all the time. <laughs> So some news this week that we didn't really touch on too much was uh, SpaceX, this like space tourism thing. Oh, yeah. Made history, sent up the first only civilian space flight. SpaceX, which billionaire is the owner of that one? I think this is a bit. Be- that's Bezos. Bezos. Oh, well, maybe it's Musk. I can't oh, remember. I can't remember. There's so many of them now. Oh, I know. A dime a dozen with the space. <laughs> space billionaire. <laughs> so that was a big deal. First flight ever to leave the grips of our little blue marble Mm -hmm. with no astronauts on board, just civilians. Oh, civilians. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm done with it already. (laughs) (laughs) It was it. Who was the other billionaire who just did that? Um, um. Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. uh, Branson. Branson. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Branson did it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a story that we're going to talk about a lot because it's going to be happening a lot. There's lots of plans in the works. Uh And after the first one, I was like, okay, and that's enough of that. I never want to hear about this again. Um, I I don't think I'm ready for just civilians going into space yet. Just the whole idea of it. I don't want anything to go wrong and them to be, you know in it when it happens i just yeah i just want to leave it to the professionals as of right now right i'm like all about space exploration i think it's very cool like when nasa sent the robots to mars Mm -hmm. the robot (laughs) and its friend a drone i was all about that that's That's so cool that's exploratory that that really is going to get us there this though i think i'm mad about it because (laughs) here i am going around turning all the lights off in my house Uh, Climate change will kill us all, right? (laughs) Using paper straws. And here they are exploding so much jet fuel, okay, that I think is not great for the planet. I think it's good for the planet. And here's here's where I really got mad. One of these, like, SpaceX guys, I heard him talking on the news, and he's like, you know, this is just like when the first plane went across the Atlantic. It was dangerous and crazy and made history, and now we fly all over the globe. Except this just seems unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. This is as if we would just fly to Europe just to, like, glimpse the Eiffel Tower for one minute and then come home. Yeah. Just tourism. Obviously, travel across our, across the world is so important, but just this, like, flighty tourism mm. thing of just, like, there it is, space, you did it. Back and, home now. And now back home for no reason? Mm-hmm. Come on. That's not how this is going to go. Yeah. So, frankly, I, for one, am against <laughs> anyone going to space anymore. I'm done. There's a very, like, kind of like just like a real conversation happening on uh, Reddit right now. Someone posed this question saying that, how are you saving money right now on Vancouver Island in the middle of the fourth wave fall of 2021? And I was just thinking about saving money, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm saving any money. I'm oh, just no. trying to get by. I think a lot of people are just trying to get by. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of people, no matter how you started the pandemic, I think at this point it's just like it's treat time, and we're just trying to treat ourselves. <laughs> but yeah. me, but at this point, I know that at my house, for sure, we've had that conversation like, okay, team, there's been mm-hmm. a lot of treats happening. <laughs> yeah. Let's maybe focus up, you know, it's like we got 100 days till Christmas. Do the math, dude. Yeah. Maybe we ought to, you know, in the next couple of months there, kind of like a squirrel and some acorns, uh, do some saving and some uh, tightening in the belt. Yeah, how are you doing that? Well, like a lot of people on this Reddit thread, it's like the first place that people look to cut their budget is like food. People's yeah. Eating out is just so expensive. But guess what? 
The grocery store is expensive too. That's it too. I'm noticing that my grocery bills are just going up like crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some people are saying quit drinking, which is also just you know a healthy thing to do. But sure. then a lot of people you know go to like different coping mechanisms or find something else, which is also expensive, like a new hobby or something like that. That's right. <laughs> You're just like okay, more money into this new hobby. That's right. I quit drinking and cigarettes, but <laughs> boy, do I love Fabergé eggs. <laughs> Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, um, I've I've been thinking about my own um, kind of every day, and I've been going to the gym again, uh-huh. which has been so nice for my mental health and physical health. Love I'm it. like I feel in the last few weeks just like way better because I'm finally getting back into exercise. But it's expensive. It is so expensive to go to the gym, and so I've decided that I'm going to work at the gym, so then I don't have to pay for the gym, but I'll have another <laughs> job. No, this might not be. <laughs> an option for everybody yeah. just start turn your hobby into a money maker but, but that's a great idea <laughs> and if it's possible and that's the other thing a lot of these um, messages on this reddit thread turn that way as well yeah. they're like you're in save a penny mode just turn into make a dollar mode right. how can you make more money that's what you really want to do oh. that's how you're really going to get ahead make more money <sighs> clean up that resume practice your job interview skills get apparently there's a lot of jobs out right now and no one wants to do them well that's tough to do you know if you're already tapped out at a full-time job mentally you're tapped out and mm-hmm. you want to get another one like mm-hmm. do you have time what about your own priorities this is a vicious cycle i feel like we're in right now it's a lot and yeah. i'm sorry to report as well that my only fans is not taking oh, off i'm sorry paul this is such a nice added bonus this year we actually get to keep the pencils we use for voting yeah, because of pandemic, you just get to take it home. So if democracy is not a good enough reason for you, free pencil. If you love getting ink all over your hands and smudging whenever you write, yeah, you should definitely use a pen. Pens are notoriously known to explode in your pocket and get ink all over your shirts. Ink all over your shirts? Oh, you want to go into space? But all you brought is a pen? Have fun trying to write in space. Pens. Bad for space. Bad for voting. A message from Dixon Golf Hexagonal Barrel Yellow Finish Pencils. It's tough time to meet anybody, I'll tell you right uh, now, right? Because pandemic... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're kind of stuck to apps and like maybe seeing someone at a bar, like, but you're waving far away and you like can't really see each other, but you can feel that there's a connection. Like that's kind of what you're banking on right now. And everyone looks extra attractive with their masks on, but then you take it off and it's like, oh boy. Yeah. So um, this one person is like fed up with going on apps, hasn't had any luck on apps, just saying that you're just looking at strangers with no context. You know, a little bio and a picture is all you're really going off of. Mm-hmm. You can't really see if there's a spark or, you know, their their thought process or things like that. So he has decided to do a social experiment. Okay. Take things into his own hands. And he is offering prizes of up to $7,000 in value to anyone who can help him get a date and ultimately a wife. So... If you want to say that the apps are not very romantic, not a very fun story to tell your grandkids, <laughs> I think this is like six or seven notches <laughs> below that. Of like, oh well, I offered fabulous cash prizes <laughs> to, 
to friends and family who would uh, wrangle me a partner. This is awful. I was part of a social experiment, and we yeah. fell in love. No, oh, it's a romance story. Um, but yeah, so what happens is he's gonna ask people uh, to send along potential matches after filling out like a very long form. Um, a form, and then the hopeful matchmakers will be entered to win the prizes. But the prizes only get doled out after the wedding. Uh. So if it's a success, they get married, then this person can win up to a thousand or seven thousand dollars worth of prizes. <laughs> and then he has a panel so and everything stupid. of the closest people in his life yeah. and they help weed him through all of the potential candidates. Okay, great. Number one, if the divorce happens, he needs to then give the prizes back? Or how do you think that should work? Oh, I don't know. It's probably in the fine print. I yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I feel the like... The prizes have to get returned. If a divorce happens, definitely there needs to be another exchange of prizes. Yes. You know, to lift spirits and even out things financially. Um, also, listen, it's not that hard to meet people. I know you can't be okay. meeting people super in person anymore, but the apps seem to be working for a, a lot of folks. Yeah. And um, listen, we're all still going to the grocery store, right? That's how you meet people. Oh. Produce section. Flirting over flour. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, you know. Oh, is that ripe? Give, give that a squeeze. Is this ripe? That's, is this, you don't do that, do that. Is this avo- How do you choose avocados? I never know. That's how you strike up a conversation. That's how I always you strike up a conversation. You start sniffing the avocado. How, how, do you, how do you choose a good avocado? I never know. Hi, I'm Paul. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Works there like a you charm. are, spanking avocados. Yeah. <laughs> Want to go on a date? Huh? It works. <laughs> Okay, so there is someone's voice that you hear on The Zone, which you probably don't know their name or Mm -hmm. much about them at all, but he is on the radio more than any of us combined, Mm -hmm. and it's Cam who does this voice. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Yeah, such a character. We love Cam. Love Cam. Uh, We actually have him on The Zone phone right now. Welcome, Cam. How are you doing? Good, Paul. Good, Jenny. So eagle-eared zoners may have noticed over the last little while that you, our... Um, intrepid voice imaging person was out of commission. There was no new stuff from Cam for a little while. And uh, tell us why that happened, Cam. Uh, I was down for the count. I went down hard. Mm-hmm. Although I was vaccinated, I somehow got COVID. And, um, you know, it, I thought it wasn't supposed to be that bad if you were vaccinated. But for some reason, it hit me pretty hard. So I was, I was out for a little bit. Holy smokes. So you were able to avoid it for, what, 16, 17 months almost, and then and got two shots, and still somehow it snuck through and knocked you down. Yep. I um, I actually took the J&J, though, so I got one shot, mm. and, um, mm. I, you know, and plus, I'm so diligent. I mask up everywhere I go. I don't really go places, you know? You know, I'm so careful, and, and it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And can you talk a little bit about what it's like in Nashville right now with, like, the COVID climate? Yeah, well, I can't say for 100% that I got it on Lower Broadway, but there's a good chance. And um, it's just a little nuts because the bars down here don't have uh, masking policies. And, uh, you know, unless you're a, a larger venue, you, you don't really have to have proof of, uh, of a vaccine. But mm-hmm. they're starting to do that at some of the bigger shows, like at the Bridgestone Arena. But the bars, no. So it's just... You know, bachelorette parties and crazy uh, tourists and uh, 
you know, these pedal taverns and, uh, you know, tractors driving around with people drinking in the back like a hayride. Oh so it's crazy. <laughs> I want to visit Nashville <laughs> one yeah, of these well, days. Normally, but... you know, without a pandemic, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do then? Because you said you just got knocked out. So I imagine that means all the classic symptoms we hear about, but just to the extreme. Yeah. You know, I think I got them all. It, like it was hard to sleep you know how you get those shakes sometimes or you hey. just can't stop shaking yeah and then you start sweating and then so I, I wasn't sleeping and then i got like congestion and a cough and um lost sense of taste and smell which yeah. just all of a sudden then i lost my appetite 100 percent because you you know i was just weak and and it was hard to stand up for you know more than a couple of minutes i just felt like i was going to pass out so i went to the doctor i went to the hospital thanks to my doctor and I got uh, Regeneron injections. Oh. Yeah, so the antibody things. And, and I had a choice between doing an infusion or an injection. Infusion took like four hours. The injection was a little quicker, but it was four shots in the stomach. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I did that, and my doctor put me on steroids and an inhaler and stuff. And so it was basically just, you know, lay on the couch, ride it out. I'm assuming that that's what got me through it. And so here I am. On the other side, except I still feel, you know, a little weak. Mm. You feel like you're in a fog, and, and I still, still feel like I have a little bit of a chest cold. Mm. And I'll walk up some stairs, and then I'm just, like, winded. So it's, I just feel weak. And has your taste and smell come back? Because I'll admit, any time I had a sniffle or felt bad at all in the last two years, I would go straight to the peanut butter in the fridge and just take huge whiffs to make sure I could still <laughs> I can't smell. I believe you said that. That's exactly what I did. I went to the <laughs> peanut butter because I thought that's the one. Yeah. And so, like, the first day it was okay, and then, like, the second day I'm like, oh, my God, can't smell the peanut butter. This <gasps> is bad. So uh, it's back now, and then, you know, with that comes the appetite. But I, I lost I lost over 20 pounds wow. in two weeks. Whoa. Wow. Wild. Oh my gosh. Well, we're so happy that you came out of this. Yeah. Uh, some people would feel bulletproof, but I do not. I'm going to continue to wear a mask, mm. tell everybody to get vaxxed. I can't tell people enough what a horrible thing it is to go through, and I can't oh. understand why you wouldn't do everything possible to prevent it oh. or prevent anybody else from getting it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wonder what would happen, too, if you weren't vaccinated. I'm sure you've thought about that as well, yeah. being like, if this is the vaccine been. version mm. of this sickness, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm, you would have been you would have been looking for a new voice on his own. Oh no! Yikes! We don't want that, dude. <laughs> no. um, well, Cam, thank you so much for you know sharing that experience uh, with us and and for that message. I, I you know I'm sure you're you're putting that out there on your own radio show and everything. And uh, it's a good one that we all need to hear, no matter where we are right now. So thank you. You know, it's a tough one where I am because a lot of people don't want to listen, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. I'll say it all day and all night. So, you know, I, I I've been there. So trust me. Oh, thanks, Cam. Yeah, I really and, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you sound great on the station as always. So <laughs> yeah. Thanks for all the Oh, I, I love working with you guys. You're Aww. the best, and, and I need to come visit. How about that? Yes. Oh, man, please do. We'd love yeah. to show you around a little bit. I would love that. Okay. All right, guys, have a great show. Thanks. And, uh, thanks for calling. The election results are in, and we're right back to where we started. Justin Trudeau and liberals will form a minority government. In fact, the results are so similar to the last election, we've decided just to rerun our intro from October of 2019 with a few minor adjustments. 
Election results are in, and Justin Trudeau and the Liberals will form a minority government. That's right. They narrowly defeated Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives. Anami Paul, the leader of the Greens, lost her seat. Jugmeet Singh had a pretty good first. second showing as the leader of the NDP. And Maxime Bernier lost, and the PPC were completely shut out. Again. Now it's time for Canadians to put this election behind us and come together. Stay two feet away from your fellow Canadian on the street. Be friendly. Show each other your brightest mask. Yeah. All right, I'm off to lick doorknobs. That'll never go out of style. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, yeah, how we all feeling today? most disappointing election. And I don't say that for me. No. Everyone's mad about it. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> a little bit mad about it. What was it? Someone on the CBC last night said, mm-hmm. um, an election that no one wanted and nobody got what they wanted. And if you think about that, not even Trudeau got what he wanted. Nope. He wanted a majority and we're left with the same minority. Go down the list, right? Aaron O'Toole wanted to be elected, didn't get it. Jagmeet Singh <laughs> probably wanted more seats than he got, yeah. didn't get it. N- didn't get it, didn't get it. Enemy Paul didn't get her seat. Yeah. Nobody got what they wanted in just- Oh my gosh, we just put weeks of effort into this, a pile of money, Mm -hmm. and it was an election that no one wanted and nothing changed. 16 million golf pencils. That's the thing. And now we really have to get good use out of these pencils because everyone got to take them home. They were one-use pencils. We better get our money's worth here. Mm -hmm. Um, One one thing I'll say from the takeaway from last night was uh, the Greens didn't do very well. Um, And and I, I heard this a lot, right? Like, Climate change and the environment, so top of mind for so many Canadians. Mm-hmm. Number one issue for so many people. Why didn't more people vote for the Greens? And I think that's not exactly the juicy red hot take you might think it is. Mm. The Greens were not in a good position to perform well in this party. They yeah. were saying that themselves. Yeah. Amy Paul admitted that herself. Um, but I think what's past time and what has to be so important for this and every election going forward is holding all the other parties to account that their environmental and climate change policies need to be very aggressive Mm -hmm. to tackle that issue because it's so top of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it goes that, that way with all issues, too, that we're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so moving forward now, mm-hmm. do you, I just, I'm like, okay, let's just try and be positive as possible moving sure. forward. Yes. Let's just forget about it and keep on going because <laughs> what else can we do in this situation, you know? I heard I heard they might do another one in 18 uh, months. Oh, right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No. We do. We peruse the Victoria Reddit once in a while. Oh, yeah. And um, interesting conversation going on there right now. What is your motivation to staying in line for 45 minutes plus for brunch? Yeah. 100 comments on this one post. And I think there's a, there are a lot of elements to dissect here. So let's go ahead and do that now, Jen. Well, first, I mean, we here in Victoria have the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Of the, we stand in line for brunch, right? So this is where it's all coming from. There is some truth in that. We really do stand in line for brunch. And what is it about brunch that makes us want to wait 45 minutes to get some holidays in our gut? I've been saying this for years. The standing in line for 45 minutes is part of the experience. It's yeah. 45 extra minutes. I don't go for brunch with business associates that I hate. Mm-hmm. I go with my friends, the people <laughs> I love and hanging out with. And whether it's, you know, haven't seen each other for a while or we had a big night last night, it's fun to chat for those 45 extra minutes. And for some reason, standing in line for brunch and you're 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 waiting and it just makes it feel so much better when you finally get your food, when Absolutely. you wait that long, yes. you know, you're just pushing your limits and then finally you get your Caesar and your eggs Benny and you're happy. 
I don't know. I like it. And also people are very opinionated about where they go for brunch, mm-hmm. right? So if you know, you're like, oh, we have to go to this spot. It's my favorite spot. I'm willing to do anything for it. Mm-hmm. Now, someone makes a good point on here, too, that once you have kids, those days are over. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's true, too. Like, yeah, you know, I don't have kids. We're happy to wait 45 minutes in line for a brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have anyone tugging on our pant leg or needing a juice or what have you. Yeah. Okay, that's I mean, fine. Unless I'm going to brunch with you, you're always doing that. I'm always want juice. <laughs> uh, there are places, though. Let me say, for anyone who does want to go out still and pay money for eggs, mm. there are places you can go with, like, no lines. Mm-hmm. And here's a hot tip, everybody. Pubs. Yes. Pubs have insanely good brunches. You nobody ever thinks of them. They're always quiet, empty, or at very least no line. Yeah. And pubs crush brunch. Yeah, the the menus aren't going to be as like big, specialized, as, you know, special, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but you're gonna get a good Benny, and they're gonna know how to make some good hollandaise as well. Canada has got this brand new loony, a brand new coin. It's coming this week, and it is beautiful. A brand new what? Like a, a coin, like a physical money. Wait, what, what? Are you talking about Apple Pay? It's like a $1 coin that you have in your hand. A coin? A what? Are you talking about cryptocurrency? It's like a metal coin. I don't know what to tell you. Haven't you seen money before? Money. Yeah, yeah, money. I use my credit card. It, money, yes. Okay, perfect. So before your credit card, there was physical money? It, it jingles in your pocket? I wear a dress. I don't have pockets. You may have seen this online floating around. There's, a story, there's this thing going around. Mm. It said, It's official. These three things make you happy. Okay. And here are the three things. It's official. I'll, made I'll it see official. You, yeah. <laughs> they, they really say that the study is scientifically sound, but they say that there is an actual causation. Fruit, <laughs> vegetables. Yeah. They're counting that as two separate things. Okay. And exercise. Those three things make you happy. Okay. I could think of some other things that also make me happy. But. Well, the thing I would add to the very top of that list would be mm. trees. Oh, like going out into nature. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's nice. Well, did you know that yesterday, Paul, was... National Tree Day. Of course, I put up my National Tree Day tree. <laughs> of course. Yeah, everyone does. You decorate your tree. And then on November 4th, it's Tree Appreciation Day. There's a lot of tree days that I Too did not days. know about. <laughs> we don't appreciate trees on National Tree Day. We just know that they exist that day. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so uh, the city of Victoria wants to celebrate this by planting 5,000 trees wow. on residential property, on private property. Wow. Yeah, so they're actually offering grants right now. So you can get together with a group of, you know, 10 residents in your neighborhood, and you can plant a minimum of 10 trees. They'll give you $1,000 to do it. No kidding. Yeah, so you can, you know, that's for, like, landscaping. It's for yeah. all the raking, the supplies, and... And uh, just making sure that you know how to do it properly as wow. well. Wow. Uh, yeah, so if you are interested in getting some more trees in your neighborhood, apply for a grant. Can I tell you about my favorite way that I ever celebrated my birthday? One of them? Because yeah. you know I don't like to make a big whoop about my birthday. But one birthday, it just happened to be the chore we were doing was we went and purchased a Japanese maple Ooh. and then planted it in the yard. Oh. And it is how I celebrated my birthday. It was my birthday tree. That tree ended up dying, and oh, I don't I live there ask, anymore. How but is it? I know. It's, well, we tried to remove it, and it, oh, yeah, no. it didn't work. But, oh. I, but anyways, just planting that tree. Yeah. One of my best birthdays of my whole life. There you go. So go out and do it. It's fun.
So this past Olympics was actually the last Olympics that Hudson's Bay Company was the official outfitter of Team Canada. We all remember what they wore, Yeah, right? let's take a moment to reflect upon what that outfit and that costume looked like. They're like, Canada, okay. Canadian tuxedo, sweet. All denim. Rebellious, cool dudes. Yeah, like punk, punk rock, like... um, Fake graffiti. Fake graffiti and those pins, safety pins and patches. Yeah, so they looked really cool going to go play sports. Yeah, that's how sports works. I know that when I'm going out to get active, I like to (laughs) cover myself head to toe in denim. Denim. Thick, thick denim. Sprinting in denim. Boxing in denim. Carrying a flag in denim. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this is the reason why... Uh, the contract ended and they decided to go no. with someone new. No. <laughs> it just happened to be that timing where they got a lot of chirps online about it. Uh, but there is a new official outfitter for Team Canada in the Olympics and it is Lululemon. Wow. It's a huge Canadian company, right? And a massive contract and a point of national pride as well yes. to be outfitting our Canadian Olympian athletes. Yeah, that is huge. That's uh, massive. Oh, Okay, one more note on the bay. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they knew the contract was just coming to an end? It was just like, that's the time, you yeah. know? We're not going to renew this, and so we really want to go out with the bang. Oh. Hence, we're going to go all out, everything <laughs> we've always wanted to do yeah. with denim. The grand finale, the Canadian tuxedo. I don't know, it's a pretty good move. It got a lot of, uh, you know... Love. Uh, love and chirps online, which is good, Chirps right? too. Okay, Press now can you imagine pressed. if Lululemon had all denim... <laughs> For their first year, they're but it's like, like made out of leggings. It's just jeggings or something. We we were gonna do denim. We were gonna do it. Too. Uh, we're, we're gonna do it anyways. Uh, first time out. No, this is gonna be cool. Yeah. No, I am like worried about the bay though because that was a huge contract, right? Mm-hmm. And for them to no longer have that anymore, you know, I just don't want to lose bay days. That's all. Just hope that they do well and they find another big thing to be a part of. <laughs> you know, it's a huge company in Canada. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't affect bay days. Yeah. Hello. Hi, is that Nell? Yeah, hi. Hi, it's Paul and Jenny calling from The Zone. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Very well. Thank you so much for talking to us. Now, this weekend was like super busy in downtown Victoria. There was a bunch of protests going on and there was this one photo that caught our eye and it was a photo of you in the middle of an intersection Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) with a sign that was kind of contrary to everyone else's signs. Do you kind of want to explain what your sign was? Yeah, so my sign basically said, vaccines save lives, ignorance kills. Yeah, I start, I noticed a lot of protests going on one day, and so I kind of rushed home and made a sign out of cardboard, and then the sign's gotten bigger ever since, and I just show up. (laughs) (laughs) I, I noticed it going around because I had seen before you know, signs and counter protesters that were down there were like, that were like kind of funny or that, you know, you, if you didn't really look at them closely, you might not even know that they were a counter protest sign, but yours is like very straightforward and is, it just absolutely is what it is as soon as you look at it, which I find is incredibly brave. So what made you decide to write that specific phrase on your sign? I guess there's real consequences to the messages that anti-vaxxers are spreading and that is that ignorance does kill and it it can like it can slow down the eradication of the pandemic so i guess that just made the most sense to me the the slogan so and vaccines do save lives <laughs> yeah i want to get to your experience down there um but first just as a little bit of background like 
What has been your personal experience with the pandemic? Because I'm, I'm still, I'm so curious about your motivation to take such. I mean, this is pretty courageous action to be down there. So, like, what what has gone on for you? Like, do you have people who have been affected, or anyone who works in healthcare in your life, or or has your you know livelihood been negatively impacted, or what's what's been your story the last eighteen months? Yeah, so I I think like in general, I've been pretty lucky. I haven't really been affected the same way a lot of people have. You just have to look at the numbers in the hospitals and see the frustration from a lot of healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for me, I guess. Hmm. So with your, because I know that I'm, I, I don't, I'm not as affected, right? Right. So, but but yeah. you have, you seem to be affected and and see that and have that empathy for the people who are and yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's hard not to. Yeah. The the anti-vax movement, especially right now, there's a lot of really offensive signs. There, I I'm trying to think who it was. It was a PPC candidate in Vancouver sent out all these mail outs and it was a picture of children at a residential school Mm. and there was like anti-vaccine messages on it which is very offensive and then comparing vaccination to the holocaust and then also they're using slogans like my body my choice i don't think is their slogan to use Mm -hmm. honestly it's not like anyone's being forced to vaccinate it is still a choice but that choice has consequences (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they blow me away. I see that sentiment as yeah, well, comparing vaccine, life-saving vaccine to a legit genocide that happened in our country. And, and it's like, what are you doing? The picture of your motivation is starting to become clear, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, pretty yeah. clear for yeah. Yeah. It's clear for every, everyone. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think I'm going to change anyone's mind. Mm-hmm. It's, I think I'm just there because I'm angry, <laughs> well, honestly. Yeah, well... And I kind of want to talk about, like, the idea of a peaceful protest, too, because, like, that's something that, you know, we're encouraged to do is, like, peaceful Mm -hmm. protests. In your eyes, you know, what is a a peaceful protest? Was that something that you saw this past weekend at the protest as well? So probably the majority of them were peaceful. I had some people coming up really close to me, and I asked them to back up or back off because I was the only protester mm. on the other side. And a lot of the a lot of the anti-vax protesters were telling their peers, like, give her space, she has a right to be here. But, yeah, not everyone was respectful, and I did have coffee thrown on me. You had coffee um, thrown on you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry so that, that happened kind of to sucked. you. Yeah, of course. But, it's- like, I'll be honest, like, I'm not, like a perfect protester like I've given people the middle finger back but I try not to instigate anything mm-hmm. I'm just there to hold my sign and this is just from my own personal you know standpoint after yeah. seeing thousands of people protesting something that I did not believe in and mm-hmm. I was like I was like oh I just want to go out there and scream at all of them it was yeah. like this sense of relief to see you with a yeah, sign that, that also mimicked how I was feeling and I think, yeah, and I've, I've gotten that a lot. Oh, good. good I'm glad yeah. you did because, you know, protesting is important and, you know, everyone mm-hmm. has, you know, certain opinions about certain things, but you want your voice to be heard. And if you don't see your mm-hmm. voice in a sea of thousands of people, it can feel really lonely. So, you know, I'm just glad you said that, yeah. having that <laughs> one image of you going out there and saying what everyone wants to be saying is so powerful. Yeah. And whatever cause people have, I think that is you know, super important to voice your opinion, to make sure that other voices are heard who aren't as brave as you Mm -hmm. um, to do that. So keep on doing that. And I I think it's so admirable. And especially for like such a young woman to be doing this, I think it's it's really cool. So 
good work out there. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. The thing to try and remember is that the anti-vax protesters are in such a minority, but... It is, yeah. Right. And I just wanted one sign to represent, like, what, yeah. like you said, like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. Uh, so I drove by um, on the weekend, and I was like horrified to see the protest going on. And then I saw your sign, and I think I was like, I didn't want to honk because I didn't want to make it look like I was supporting the yeah, protest. I <laughs> and I was trying to yeah. point at you and thumbs up, but you look like you. Oh, no, were, I get that a lot. Do you? Okay, oh, good. good. I, you. You were so like zen. It looked like you didn't. Uh, weren't even seeing me, and I was wondering if you were just, like, oh. in a meditative state or a trance. But my real question is, like, so what do you do? Like, man, you're having some coffee thrown on you. Or I can only imagine because yeah. you've been, you know, tagged online. Like, do you get you get that negative energy? How are you dealing with it? Well, like I said, sometimes I do lose my cool a little bit. Um, and I think I have the privilege of not looking scary to a lot of people. So I'm, I think I actually am at less risk of someone being violent towards me. Um, but... You know, I think prob- probably you caught me in a moment of kind of being tired because mm. I stand there for quite a long time. But before the coffee was thrown on me, I was quite vocal a lot of the time, like, and kind of funny. I was trying to be funny. Like, I would kind of yell, vaccines save lives, and kind of pretend that they were on my side. At one point during a pop-up protest, I had all these anti-vaxxers following me. <laughs> like, I was their leader, and I was, like, yelling, vaccine save lives. And then they were like, she's not with us. <laughs> and I got a photo with them. I got in a photo with them, which was, I think it's quite funny. Yeah. And then, like, I'll be like, we love vaccines, kind of like, you know, grouping them with me. Definitely, like, the day that coffee got thrown on me, I was kind of silent after that mm. for a while. Yeah. Paul, yeah. I mean, you could probably say that even just, like, driving by the protest, you feel kind of drained. And we weren't even in it. You know, I live right behind the legislature. So I was I was seeing both of the the um, kind of the the vigil and the protest going on at the same time. Uh, And just seeing the two completely different uh, causes and completely different issues at the same time. It was it was draining. Mm -hmm. Me and my boyfriend were just like, oh, how do we continue this day? Because this is draining. Yeah, I see people's faces and. Yeah, I and think I, that you're not alone in that. And I think wherever, you know, people stand on, you know, the pandemic, we're all going through it right now. And we've all mm-hmm. felt that, like, energy drain before. So it is, you know, important to find a way that you can deal with it and cope and move forward mm-hmm. in a healthy way, yeah. you know? And I mean, I'm trying to make this healthy, but, you know, if it gets too negative for me, I'm going to have to stop. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, was yeah. going to say, like, please, please take care of yourself because, it, yeah, it can yeah. be such a drain. Um, I know that you are taking care of your feet. And that's the last thing I want to ask you about. What a weird thing to say, Paul. Well, it's because when you're out there, people have noticed that you're rocking the Crocs. Oh, okay. Oh, I know. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And that's just, I I can imagine it's just, you know, just that when you're going to be on your feet for that long, you can attest they're that comfortable. Well, and I also, you know, I did decide to pull out the red, my shiny new red Crocs. You know, I thought (laughs) that would help with my fashion game. So the Corvette yeah. of Crocs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. Ruby slipper style. Love that. Yeah. Well, no, thank you so much for making some time here for us. And uh, yeah, again, as long as you feel comfortable and it's not too much of a downer on you and your mental health is okay, like keep on fighting that good fight because I really think you are, um, like we said before, just like you are the voice and the sign of millions of people, the vast majority of our province right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really, and uh, I hope that, yeah, it keeps going well for you. And um, yeah, and take take care of yourself. Thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks for joining the PJ party. 
For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.